Hi, Liz. Good morning, my friend. How are you? You know, um, I feel like I'm kind of coming back up this way from a real low of Friday afternoon, finding out that our beloved beacon of women's rights, RBG, passed. But I'm 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 trying to be here. I I went I nosedived, and then I uh, made a playlist, which is my go-to thing to um, cope. Made a playlist, took a bath, drank some wine, sang some Dolly, the top of my lungs, and uh, now I'm wearing I'm wearing my RBG socks today that say we march on, and that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. Well, I can tell you're feeling it still. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't want to pretend that this is not huge and terrifying. Right. Because it is. And to pretend otherwise to me just doesn't feel authentic. Right. I think you said beacon. Um, yeah. Just a beacon for women to know that there was a voice. Um, it's quickly into fear. What happens without a voice? Um, and yet we've been hearing from so many over the last few months. So many feel voiceless, powerless, yeah. And I think the question is like, how do you, how do you acknowledge the threat? that exists because if we ignore it, then we give in, right? How do you acknowledge the threat and summon the courage to, um, to fight on, to fight harder and to speak up? Right. And then to also know where, how to focus and which direction to march and how fast to march. So I, I agree with you. I pulled up a few of, of not necessarily quotes, but um, things some of her clerks learned about her. And um, one thing a clerk learned from Ruth was that she said, sometimes in marriage and in work, it helps to be a little bit deaf. Hmm. I thought that was interesting. What did, what did you make of that? I made of that that um, I think we're all trying to take in so much. We're all trying to listen. We're all digging deep into what we're hearing, seeing, reading about. Um, you know, and her perspective was, you know, maybe sometimes be a little bit deaf. Um, Maybe that means really get back into focusing on and absorbing um, what really is, what we really are passionate about mm -hmm. and really truly are our priorities and kind of be deaf about all the rest. Um, there's no way any of us can address everything always mm -hmm. that we're seeing and feeling and hearing and and yet that, that is um, impacting each of us deeply all the time if we let it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't know if you had any. Yeah, I have one. Ways. I'll pull it up. Um, 
if you want to be a true professional, you will do something outside yourself, something to repair tears in your community, mm. something to make life a little better for people less fortunate than you. And that, that along with the fact that on Friday night when I was really sad and I just kept having tears, I thought, <laughs> if she could see me right now, she would think, oh, sweetie, that's very self-indulgent of you <laughs> to sit here wallowing in your tears. Because yep. she would never do that. Mm-hmm. And so to your point, I mean, I'm, I'm struggling right now, six weeks or whatever, however many weeks it is before the election to figure out how much to pay attention to the, the doom, <laughs> right? And, and I come back to walk your talk, do your volunteering. You know, um, go and make a difference. Go repair some tears. Take your tears and go and repair someone else's tears. Lift somebody else up. So that's what I'm going to try to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to continue to play. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard this song before. I hadn't until like six months ago, actually. Like right right before the pandemic hit, I, I heard this song on a Dolly Parton's America podcast. It's um, the light of a clear blue morning. Hmm. And it is the most, I mean, it, it works if you're celebrating. And so the, the morning of the election, if, if, if we win, um, I will play it, but I will also play it if we lose, because it also helps you to acknowledge loss and grief and when the light of the morning is hard to see because you it feels like you're in the darkness of night so those are my coping strategies those were good and i'm wondering um not only can you send me your playlist or that song yes but maybe you could post it to the site so others could enjoy it as well um if you could send me a link to your playlist i can get it posted okay i will do it i will do it i think that's worth sharing Okay. All right. Um, do you notice um, that I'm a little bit? Uh, I did. Mystical looking. Yes, I like the look. Tell me more. Okay, so it came out of this exercise that I first did with myself, and then I I did it with three clients last weekend, and it was so powerful. Um, it's based on this book. Tara Moore playing big. Okay. And she, there's, it's on audible. That's how I've, I've both have the hard copy and I've been walking and listening to it on audible. So she first talks about it's the premise is the things that hold women back that keep us from playing big in our lives. And, um, she first talks about our inner critic which you and I've talked about before, right? That, that voice or voices and that tell us that we're not good enough, that we're not, um, we're not going to be received well, that we don't have, um, the skills 
that we don't have, that nobody wants to hear our voice. Mm -hmm. um, and then, the, so the chapter I just did is about your, your inner mentor. Okay. And you go through this, it's amazing. You go through, the idea is that we're told to look outside of ourselves for mentors, professional mentors, right? And her, her idea for us is that we have to go inside. Okay. And the way that we do that is we go on a, well, she does a guided meditation. And um, you imagine yourself going 20 years into the future and you meet yourself, mm -hmm. but it's the version of you that is whole, centered, loving toward you now, today, it's your evolved future self. Nice. And so I did this um, last weekend and I met my future self and her name. Yeah. Her name is Stevie Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Are you a porn star? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> So here's how you can, I was trying to describe her to Ian, my husband, um, on our walk yesterday morning. So picture Stevie Nicks and Gloria Steinem. Okay. All right. So like marry those two people together. Yeah. Only Stevie kind of won out in terms of, of what, how, how they spend their energy Right. Okay. So like if Gloria had won, they would have spent their energy in a more probably intellectual way, uh -huh. but Stevie won out. So, okay. so Stevie flowers, she kind of lives, she's not right in town. She's kind of like out just barely into the country okay. and she listens to music lots and lots. Okay. She, um, spends a lot of time writing, a lot of time walking in the woods, but not because she's really needing to be athletic or, you know, be on a diet or any of that. She just likes to move her body. Mm -hmm. Um, she has kind of long wavy hair. She may have let it go gray. Ah, mm -hmm. huh. but she likes to wear, she's, she's a fan of a kimono. <laughs> she likes a nice flowing garment. Okay. And she doesn't spend a whole lot of time on her phone. In fact, sometimes she misplaces her phone and her kids can't find, figure out where she is. And but she, yeah. And so, so yeah, she, she, here's what she did for me. Because part of what you do is you say, what do I need to know? What do I need to know now in order to get where you are? Mm -hmm. And what Stevie told me which was really hard to hear. And it actually made me cry. I was walking around my neighborhood crying. <laughs> by myself. I've done that too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that I need to let go. Mm. I need to let go. And, and so, and, and it is relevant in every realm of my life that, you know, I just, I want so much, you know, for my kids to do well, to be okay, to, get all the learning they need and the activity they need in order to grow up and be okay. I want my, you know, 
I want my job and my clients to feel like I just gave all I had, right? Mm -hmm. I even do it with my surroundings. You know, I, I over control. I'm like your classic over functioner. Okay. So I have to let go. Interesting. So that's what I learned. Very powerful. You got a little spunk going, which yeah. is nice. Mm -hmm. Stevie doesn't care what other people think I of her. Attitude, yeah, don't care. Yeah, she sure don't care. She, totally, <laughs> gray hair, don't care. She really feels like it's not her business what other people think of her. Yeah. Because they're living their own stories. Yeah, truly. And most of them aren't paying attention to us and our stories. So why are we all worried about what they think? It's fascinating, yeah. isn't it? That I think for me and for the clients I'm working with right now is like the most revolutionary thought. Mm -hmm. What would I do if I just decided I don't care what other people think? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So our, you know, Ruth also said, we as women can be anything. We can be anything we want, but get serious. You can't be more than a couple things very well at any one point in time. You can't do it all at the same time and do it well. So you and I didn't talk before this, but what that made me think of was, She's right. Um, we can do anything. And yet we need to focus, which gets me into, I got to clean out all this stuff to have room to even talk to my inner person or people, my characters, my stories. Um, so I brought a little trash bag. So I would love just to brainstorm for a little bit, what are we gonna throw in the trash? I don't care if they're the rules or the shoulds or the I ought tos or the I've always done this whatever stuff. We need to throw some things away to have room. I am totally down with that. I have a lot of clutter. All right, start throwing it out. What's the clutter? Okay, thing number one I'm throwing in the trash is the belief that I have to get back to a size eight. Yeah, I'm with you. I am throwing in the trash this obsession about whatever weight, a number. I mean, who the hell cares what the number is? I want to be healthy. I want to live a long, healthy life for my children, um, my, my husband, myself. Um, they don't care what my number is. Why do I care? Yeah. I, I don't know why, why I care because it's so ingrained in me. It's so ingrained. I was raised in Orange County, California. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Stevie don't care. Stevie doesn't care because Stevie wears long flowing garments. So who cares? She's not trying to fit in a size eight mm -mm. jean. Mm -mm. And she's still Stevie. She's awesome. 
okay, what else? What else are we throwing in the trash? Okay, I'm throwing in the trash the idea that my children need to be successful at competitive sports. Hmm. Interesting. And that might sound odd because I think that it's, um, it's very much a product of the community I live in, right? I'm in the suburbs of Portland okay. and everywhere you look, it's all about what team are you on? What sport are you in? What season? Who's preparing earliest to show up and try out? And it's just, it's, it's in the water here. Oh. We all drink the Kool-Aid that our kids are only going to amount to something if they're successful at a competitive sport. And it's so unhealthy. I, for me, I have decided, and it's unhealthy for my children because you know what happened when I started buying into all that and we did all the extra lessons, it was too much. They quit. Okay. So you didn't decide sports was important or they didn't decide sports was important in the first place. I think it, we just, it's like the air you breathe mm -hmm. and it becomes normalized. Mm -hmm. And what happened was the pandemic just kind of pulled me out of a trance that I was under. And so now I say to my kids, you know what? Just, just be a good human. Yeah. Grow up and be a good human. Mm -hmm. Like be a functional adult. I don't care what else you do. Right. I have said that to them over and over. Great. He'll figure that out. We all did. Look how functional we are. <laughs> okay. So that, so being competitive, going in the trash, going in the trash. Okay. Mine is I'm going to quit worrying about my hair. I was worried about, is it frizzy on top? Is everybody looking at me funny? You know, I always got feedback at work, you know, your hair's not quite professional and need to really wear those suits. So it's more than just the hair. It's the whole needing to look a certain way. I'm throwing it in the trash. I am me. I am unique. I express myself, whatever that is, uh, through all of it. I've grown up with this hair. It has a mind of its own. Um, and I like to dress uniquely and differently. Um, anyone can wear a black suit or a navy suit or a gray suit. I mean, how stinking boring um, is that? We are not widgets. Um, and I'm not going to go out the deep end or anything, um, but I'm going to wear what makes me feel good and I'm going to look as best as I possibly can feel so that I'm that best person um, walking around this earth um, for as long as I possibly can. So bam, in the trash. You're thinking to me, you're, you're thinking to me, you're making me think of the word coiffed. Like I, right? And, and there's that, this unwritten rule that we have to be coiffed. Uh-huh. And yeah. you're throwing it in the trash. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Here's my next one. And maybe, I don't know, we're probably running out of time. Here's my, my next and my last one, but it's hard. It's hard because it's so internalized. Okay. I'm throwing in the trash being threatened by other women's power and other women's assertive opinions. So what do I mean by that? When I think about a lot of the professional circles and professional teams that I've been a part of, there have been a lot of women 
um, that have various positions of power or, or a manager title. Mm-hmm. And the minute somebody offers a strong opinion or a dissenting opinion, um, there's this vibe that I can feel. And I struggle not to participate and to subscribe to it where it's like, oh, who does she think she is? And it's, it's internalized sexism is what it is. It, it, right. It's, it's subscribing to the, the patriarchal concept of scarcity, right? That there are only so many seats at the table for women. And if, if, if we promote or, or celebrate somebody else's success, we're, we're making it less likely that we will still have a seat at that table. Mm-hmm. And I have to relearn that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it's going in the trash. Limitation, scarcity, famine is going in the trash. All those things that create fear, create ugly stuff. Yeah. All right. My last one is, I think, this belief that being an adult is heavy and serious and mm, um, I'm looking at kids. I've got a 14-year-old, a 21-year-old, a 23-year-old. They're living through all this as well. They're much more resilient about all this than I am. Um, They're playing. They're connecting. They're, they're all talking. Um, I, I, I don't know that as adults, we really have to grow up anymore. Um, and I was even thinking about, you know, my exercise, you know, my wanting to close my three rings. I, I think I need to run. I think I need to have this regimen. And I, I, you know, I was wondering how can we have more fun with even that kind of thing? You know, can't we get credit on our watch for calories burned during sex or what, you know, there are lots of things that we can do and go out and play and have more fun. Let's get some credit, right? Love it. You're making me think of two things. One is this post I saw um, of a woman. I don't even actually really know her. We're in the same circles, but she posted a picture of herself and two other moms running. It's that taken from behind and they're leaping off a rock at this river called Smith River. And they're in midair. And, and her post was moms can, moms can leap too. And it, it's just this, like, they're so playful and they're like, basically like, F it, like watch this kids, right. you know? And that's what you're making me think of. And this idea of, of measuring. Um, one of my clients just finished her goal plan and she said to me, she's a super perfectionist and admitted perfectionist. And she said, my measure for success on my self-care is that I didn't measure it. Love it. Isn't that great? But that's what you're making me think of. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm throwing the heavy adult stuff into the trash. 
you know, we're, we're children too. We'll be smart. We, I know that will kick in when it needs to, but beyond that, I want to play. I want to have fun. I want to connect, take the rules away. It's a new life. It feels so much lighter. <laughs> like there's a lot of space. Like we just created a lot of space. Yeah. You got to clean out the closet before you can buy the new stuff. Yeah. But I have a real target problem, which I've told you about. So we need me to not jump in my car and go to Target now that I've created all this space. So no retail therapy. No retail therapy. You're cleaning out in here. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you, my friend. Thank you. This is great. Deep breath. Mm. Me and Steve Flowers are going to go for a walk in the neighborhood now. <laughs> okay. You have a good week. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye.